You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Shit. It doesn't change the way I shit. shit. <laughs> uh, Not a week goes by we don't reference Scott Pilgrim. Uh, yeah, I don't even think we got through our, our shortened episode from last week without still, still referenced Scott it. Pilgrim reference. Still re- in fact, we did it in the cast. Oh, it was our so. fucking recast. That's right. That's right. It was our fucking our fucking recast. recast man. Wow, man. We're, I'm earning that explicit tag. Yeah, you are every week. With some kind of racial thing, or no? That's the, you, you hate rarely. diversity. No, it's not true. I, you would be like the perfect listen, villain in I a love, sci-fi movie. I love Hispanics <laughs> with your burrito bowl. <laughs> My burrito bowl. You get the best burrito bowls here at Trump Tower. <laughs> Trump burritos. Good luck getting them over the wall, though. I love Hispanics. God, God, man, I can't believe oh, what we're, we're walking into political? politically. I don't know if we're going to get political, but just. I, I I can't remember a time where we've had. Do like, you remember a time <clears throat> when we voted? <laughs> okay, whatever. I was thinking about him today <laughs> while I was Michael masturbating. Jackson. No, stop! Well, now that's inappropriate. Oh, is Speak it ill of the dead? Uh, but I was thinking he about dead? how. Uh, oh no! He he just he's <laughs> not <laughs> dead. He just went home. That's right. That's what Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> What have you believe? That's not the Men in Black theme song. <laughs> it's E.T. Here he comes went. the Men in Black. <laughs> They're here to flash your memories. Look here. Uh, At this three-headed monster. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> what were we talking about? We were talking about this being the editing bay on the Next Week <gasps> Radio Network. My name's Joe. Mine's Joel. This is where we come to talk about movies. Sometimes they're bad movies. Sometimes they're good movies. Whatever the case may be, we will pick a movie every week and watch it and then come back here and dissect it with each other, discuss it with you, our lovely editing bay listeners, you. and you could speak back. Talk back to us on Facebook. Talk it. Speak it. Uh, on, our, on Facebook. Uh, just look up the editing bay on the, in the search bar. Find that picture of the woman with the bleeding eyes. That's us. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is where the talk back begins. And this week, oh. taking a look at a movie that uh, it spent two weeks in <laughs> a movie th- in movie theaters. Pulled after two weeks. Pulled after two weeks uh, because nobody was going to see it. Yes. It had the worst opening from a major studio in 2015, mm-hmm. according to Wikipedia. I believe it. Uh, cool, cool whip. And, <laughs> and, the, and the thing is... It wasn't the worst movie to come out in 2015. After mm. watching, I feel like it wasn't the worst. What, uh, what would you say probably, was the probably worst? Probably Fantastic Four. Yeah, I never saw that one, but yeah, uh, was, from was, what people tell. It was kind of abysmal. Mm. Um, so, Gem of the Holograms. Uh, yeah. Like A lot of people were excited when they first announced this movie, and then when you, you found out what it was about, people turned on this movie fucking fast. I, I had no idea. Like I didn't watch this a lot. Uh, because I was a dude growing up, and uh-huh. I was into uh, Ducktales <laughs> and uh, Transformers and GI Joe. Uh-huh. Uh, same same company, I guess, who did the Transformers and GI Joe cartoon. Also yeah. responsible for Gem, did but Gem. apparently it was the third highest um, watched cartoon uh, during its run. I think that part of it was the placement as well. Like sometimes they showed yes. this thing on Sunday mornings. It was the last cartoon. Yeah, I watched it accidentally. Yeah, it, well, it was it marked the end of Cartoon Hour. <laughs> oh, like, that's right. All right, the two hours of cartoons Clean on Saturday mornings. This is it mm-hmm. we're about to have religious programming or something oh my god you know or, or golf or fucking wild kingdoms about to uh, come on i'm like if it's not animated i don't want to fucking look at it um and so gem was kind of my last bastion of no i get 30 more minutes in front of the tv uh-huh. uh and so it, it wasn't bad it just wasn't obviously aimed at me yeah we weren't the intended audience no much like this film yeah uh, this film this, the film uh so gem and the holograms is I guess John Chu's attempt, well, he didn't even write this, but it's their no. attempt at modernizing the story of Gem and the Holograms. Well, but you know what? So the aforementioned fervor that you were uh, speaking of, uh, is that what it was about? Is that the, they were diverting so far from the story, it didn't have to do with the cartoon? I feel like that was, the, I mean, this was before the movie even came out. People were like, yeah. fuck this. But, and I think it's because it, they diverted and it, it turned into kind of like a, the Justin Bieber story. Like, I, you really did, didn't it? Uh, I'm going to defend that a little bit, uh, only because I, I, 
I didn't know really what Gem was about because, like I said, never watched the cartoon. I saw glimpses of it, but wasn't following the story. So, according to Wikipedia, uh, Gem is about uh, Jerrica, who is the her her <laughs> Jer- Jerrica, who I, is her actual. I, I felt like it's like they they misspelled her name in the hospital. <laughs> there were supposed to be S's where the R's are. Jerrica. Oh, yeah, I see what yeah, you're saying. Of that sounds like Jerry Curl. If you kind of just Jer- let Jer- your soul Jer-ker. flow, uh, Jerrica. Uh, this is the description of Wikipedia. Is able to command synergy, which is. Uh, uh, I, I want to. Yeah, I don't really want to get into that yet, like because that was what surprised me. Oh, synergy. Yeah. Well, I think it's it's completely different in the film than it is in in, in the TV show. Well, I don't even remember it in the TV show. In the TV show, it was like uh, synergy was what she could use to project holograms. Here, oh, okay. Again, so okay, command please, synergy to project the gem hologram over herself by means of the remote microprojectors in her earrings, thus disguising her features and clothing, enabling her to assume the gem persona. Okay. So. That I remember. I just didn't remember okay. that, like, synergy was a thing in the cartoon. I don't think you want to make a live-action film based on that scenario. On that description I just read, I think when you're going to make a film and you're going to do it live-action and it's for a modern audience who, who has no affiliation with um, or... or um, uh, uh, affection, I, I guess I should say, sure. for the old property. You got to update it. So you take the name, you take the brand, you take the general premise, and and, and you kind of graft something twenty first century. Something on that top people right now can identify with. Exactly. So having said that, I I I, I don't. I would have people would have been disappointed if they would have stuck with. You know what? Ah ah ah! I'm going to compare it to this. Okay, Kramer. The uh, <laughs> Jerry, Jerry, listen to me, Jerry. <laughs> the uh, Suicide Squad movie yes. that's coming out. Ugh. Remember? Okay, well, but I have a feeling that that's going to be this year's like Guardians of the Galaxy. I think like, they uh, really whatever. want it to be this year's Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't think it's going to be that. Well, good. it's not going to be Batman versus Superman. It actually looks fun. It looks. Li- I I, th- I have a little more faith in that than I did Bat BS. Uh, and uh, that's right. I'm, I'm <laughs> contracting it. Um, you call it Bat VS. Bat VS. Yeah, why not Bat V Soup? Uh, why not BVS? Uh, oh, BVS. I don't know. Bat Beavis. just kind of. <laughs> Be- <laughs> Be- um, I-, I didn't have faith for that. I-, I-, I feel a little better about this from what I've seen. Um, but when pictures of uh, Harley Quinn first came out, of course the the outcry, outrage. Oh, why doesn't she Joker. look like? Why doesn't she look like? This is nothing. What she looks like? Where's the Where's the costume that we know and love from the comics uh-huh. and, and the TV show, dude? Uh, and since Margot Robbie has come out and said. Listen, we tried that. There are so many screen tests that that you will never see. That's where a we tough tried costume so to try to make costumes. translate. That's so it tough. It would have looked ridiculous. Yeah. It would have looked stupid. People, you can't do a one-to-one uh, conversion for something that lives in TV and cartoons. Mostly. Or comics and cartoons. Mostly. Uh, even, My problem even is the, Joker. I think Joker looks horrible. Yeah, but he's going to have so... He's going to be in this movie so little. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. I think... Mostly what we've seen of him in the trailer. We've seen shots of all of his scenes in the trailer, is yeah. my prediction. Okay. He's going to be in f- 5% of the film. If you say so. 10, maybe. Um, <laughs> yeah, because the whole... Like he's the, not, the percentage keeps going... To, about 25. Maybe. I'll maybe you 40. 7.5. 40. Okay, 8. All right. <laughs> but Batman will definitely see less than 5%. Yes. Maybe 4. Okay, this Could is cool. I'm glad we're talking about Suicide anyway, Squad. Anyway, so, same thing with Jem. They're not going to try to do the magic earrings that project a hologram over herself. They're uh-huh. going to make it a little more grounded, uh, a little more palpable. I, I Yeah. No, the, and, Palatable. And, and the thing is, I, I, don't, I, I don't have a problem with that at all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I really don't have a problem with them taking the approach that they took. Uh, I also think that it's kind of, dare I say, fun the way they used YouTube videos That's, to tell yeah. the story in this movie. I thought that was a very interesting choice. It was trying something new. It was putting its own... I, I will always appreciate a film that, that attempts to do something, has ambition, uh-huh. uh, and, and has something new. And yeah, I haven't really seen that in, in another film. Mm-hmm. It's certainly of this generation. We're going to look back on this, and, and it's going to seem... And at points... Throughout the film, it did kind of seem like a commercial for YouTube. Yeah. Because YouTube and Google does that in their commercials. They just take a bunch of different YouTube clips and then and just cut them, them together, the, uh-huh. especially when they're people talking like, oh, here's what I know, learned about myself, and it's all about self-actualization. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I like mostly how they did it with music uh-huh. and how they would take uh, clips of, and I don't know if they were produced, they couldn't have been produced for this film, right? These were I don't think so. A lot, of these, a lot of these were pre-existing. YouTube but. videos. They got the dude who's doing the hand-slapping move. Uh-huh. Where he's doing this thing back and forth. Yeah. There's a lot of stomping and clapping I, going on. I like the uh, the little face-off between Jerrica and Erica. The drummers. The drummers. 
facing off against each yeah, other. Yeah, so she's composing an email. Um, she's she's coming out to um, Juliette Lewis, who the, is the run the the owner of Starlight Records. That's right. She's the one who wants to sign her, and they're kind of negotiating via email, or is it text message, Joe? I think that it's more text message, just because of the nature of the messages. But it, right. it, they're presenting it like it's email. <laughs> I know, but it's but like they're emailing like it's instantly. instant message. They're having a conversation. Like if you ever sat by your like, computer and dot, waited dot, for dot, an email, I would never email someone dot dot dot. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, I would. That's spam. Is what we call that. In fact, I would probably conduct myself a little more professionally in email whether I am the owner of Starlight Records yeah. or someone who wants to be signed well, she's an by Starlight old, Records or 16 year old however old she is um, I guess 18 She has if she can legally sign a, a contract I didn't hate this movie <laughs> it's, it's I, I, I was of, expecting it to just be a complete mess uh huh and it's fairly successful at what it's trying to do if, if I had a daughter Joe when Harper gets of uh, 12, 13 age, maybe I'd, that'd be I'd a have no problem her. with her watching this. She would love this movie. Yeah, you I think should it'd show be really, her this I think film. it'd be really fun. It's uh, trainer film. I feel like this is a movie that got kind of a bad rap. I guess we're coming out now. <laughs> like, yeah. I feel like this is a movie that got bad rap. I, I think it's okay. Uh, I, I, there are some problems I have with like some of the songs, but it's, I was kind of going into it expecting that. Listen, like, it it is, has to. It certainly has the fingerprints of the studio all over it. They're like, all right, we got to have our hit tracks. We got to have our. Uh, our Haley Stanfield uh-huh. uh, top hit yeah. uh, that we can throw into this film. And uh, who else? Uh, like Hillary Duff, I think. Hil- has yeah, a I think there's a Hillary Duff song. So it's definitely manufactured. Obviously, just the fact that they're using the brand and trying to reinvent it and remake mm-hmm. something out of it. But I mean, so, some of the character motivations are kind of shallow. Oh, God. Uh, but this is a movie that's not... I mean, this is a movie that's aimed for... Which is funny that I, I can make excuses or it, I can excuse it myself uh, for this. But for Can't Hardly Wait, I was really nitpicky. But I feel like, all right, I'm probably not the audience for this movie, but I still enjoyed it. Like, I found some of the writing pretty decent, pretty good. Like, I found myself laughing. Like, there were some things I yes. went, that, that's pretty funny. You yeah, know, that, nice, that was pretty clever. Nice performances from uh-huh. some of the bit actors. Yeah. Uh, man, Aubrey Peoples, mm-hmm. who I haven't seen in anything except this. She's she plays apparently in Jim Nashville. The show Nashville. Jerica. Oh, is she now? Yeah. Well, she does her own singing in this film, and she's got, she's got a great voice. She's got a great voice. Yeah, she sounds really good. Mm-hmm. It's a cute story, and I kind of, I kind of like as the father of a of a little girl. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that there's this story about a, a young girl who's you know got like this relationship with her dad who she lost. Mm-hmm. Daddy so, issues. Yeah, well, not <laughs> <laughs> in a different sort of way. There we go. A non-negative. Uh, but but it's kind of her reconnecting, like connecting with her father. Mm-hmm. From the past, or you know, little clues that he left behind for her. Yeah, uh, I'll talk about that later. I, 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 oh yeah, no, we'll talk about. It. <laughs> I, I like that as a plot point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think the execution of it was like, wait, what? <laughs> and like, uh, you really had to like, you, you must have had a magic, uh, a, like a crystal ball, if you knew like all this stuff was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, I, I liked it though. I, for the most part. I I liked watching this movie. It's it not was... bad. It's it's inoffensive. Uh, I worked at a an all girls summer camp for three summers, uh-huh. uh, and I was dragged to it. Don't give me that fucking line. <laughs> I was the videographer. That actually makes it sound even creepier. Yeah, that sounds it? pretty but bad. I was just videotaping young girls all summer. <laughs> hey, listen, it catapulted me into the career, and I learned I learned more about women in those three summers than I did my entire youth. Sure. So I recommend all. Boy, no, I can't say that. I cannot recommend it. Um, but I was dragged to a lot of shitty. Chick flicks is, uh-huh. is what people would call them over the summer. You know, the, the counselors would all go out for their one day off, and I, I had nobody else to hang out with. Yeah, let's go see a movie. That's where I was introduced to, um, what's the one that I always hate? Ten, ten ways to break up oh, with your teenage daughter. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Fake high school girlfriend. How's yes. that go? Ten t- things. T- no, not ten things I hate about you. How to lose a guy, in, lose ten a guy in ten days. How to lose a guy in ten we days. We watched that. Fucking Hope Floats. Uh, My Best Friend's Wedding, which actually I kind of like that one too. That one's cute. But uh, for every one of those, there were like 10 of these. They're they're just, they're garbage. Uh They just throw away and they don't have a good message. Sure. This was better than 90% of those films uh-huh. from all standpoints, from production value, from, from the acting, the This movie looks really good. It looks really nice. That's what, at least say what you will about this uh, director uh, who, <laughs> he's he's got quite a... Uh, Quite a varied resume. Okay, read me off some of the movies he's, he's done. He's done a lot of these step-up movies. <gasps> yeah, he didn't yes. do the one that we watched. I don't think, right? What was the one we called? Uh, we, we watched Make Your Move. Oh, yeah, so it wasn't even part of that franchise. But he, he did Step Up to the Streets. It's tep, Step Up to colon the Streets, but I think you're supposed to read it as Step Up to the Streets. Uh, step Up to the Streets, Step Up Revolution, Step Up All In. 
But then uh, he also did G.I. Joe Retaliation. <gasps> Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, so uh, Ziggin. I like that movie. And Zaggin. Yeah. Um, Two so, yeah. Hasbro films under his... Yes. Yes, yeah. he does. Maybe that's probably how they chose him for this. That's kind of interesting. So it looks great. So, yeah, no, the movie looks good. I had a fun time watching it, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that it doesn't have any problems. Yeah, I got a long list here of stuff to talk about. This movie's got a lot of fucking problems. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my problems, and I've talked about this with movies before in the past, is that it benefits from... Oh, coincidence. Character coincidences. Things just happen because we don't have time to develop them any other way. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, there's a point in this movie, and you've probably seen it in the trailers if you saw a trailer for this movie, where the band breaks up. And, like, oh God, yes. it, the band breaks up, and they're like, oh, are you going solo, and you didn't tell us, and blah, 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 blah. And, like, just Jerrica just decides to go to her childhood home. Mm-hmm. And everyone finds her there. I love that. Everybody finds the her there. The sister Kimber walks up and she's like, I had a feeling I'd find you here. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll grant you that. But at that at this exact time? Yeah. Like it's in the middle of the night. This exact time. And then everybody shows up and then the love interest is there. And it's like, how do He just shows up out of nowhere too. He's like, don't you think that's what your father would? I was like, <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? Like everything's going to happen right now on these poor people's front stoop. <laughs> I know. They're going to be like, who the fuck are these assholes outside? <laughs> Is that Jim? <laughs> Jim. <laughs> that new singer, Jim? Jim the holograms. Uh, yeah, no, there's a lot of coincidence. I also like the the aforementioned scene where they're breaking up, which really escalates quickly. And I feel like could have been handled in, in like a sit-down conversation. Well, I knew everything was going to escalate quickly in this movie mm-hmm. when in the opening dialogue, the opening narration uh-huh. from Jerrica, she's like, a month ago, nobody knew who I was. I was like, oh, Oh, this is your rise to stardom in a month? Mm-hmm. And rise and fall in 30 days. Well, that's okay. The YouTube generation. Let's go on this ride. Because you can't book a concert. Like, I know. In less than three, four months. Joe, I also love how, uh, oh my God. All right. So uh, you're in marketing, yeah. right? Uh, I know uh-huh. a little bit about that myself. Yeah. I wish it were as easy. As it is in this film. I wish you could just upload a video to YouTube and then watch the numbers just soaring. 20 million views. <laughs> I know. Because you sang a song. Uh, so we're basically out of jobs if, uh, if if that's all it takes. If anybody can just upload a video and everybody sees it. The next morning it's on But like, here's some the thing. TV show. It's happened. Like not that quickly. Yes. Even Bieber took what? Like a month to kind of catch on? And, and not just one video, but several videos. Several videos. A series of videos. It's got to uh-huh. go the word of mouth. It has to be there. There is an organic way. There's also a very unorganic way in which this stuff is is behind the scenes. The puppet masters are pulling the strings. Yes. And, and when you see a Justin Bieber or something like that rise to prominence, it's usually because there is a big studio. There is a, a group of people who are behind it who know how to do this stuff. Yes. Uh, who, who get you in front of the right someone, channels. Someone named Usher. <laughs> Decides he likes your stuff. Exactly. And, and brings you well, on Well, but even that was like he had already amassed an online uh, presence mm-hmm. before that happened. But a yeah. lot of times nowadays, it's th- this th- stuff that you think just kind of came out of nowhere. No, there's a very concentrated effort behind these these marketing. So sure. it, guys, kids, if you're, if you're going to let your daughters grow up to be cowboys. Be cowboys. <laughs> no, if you're going to let your daughters... Um, Fathers film, be good to your daughter. Just disabuse them of the idea that they're going to upload a video to YouTube and everybody's going to watch it and instantly Girls like them. become mothers. Because usually it's going to, quite the opposite will happen. The only people commenting on your videos are, are people telling you to die. Yeah, deaths. show us your tits. YouTube is the worst. Yeah, them titties and dead ass. <laughs> That's going to what's going to be in jealous. Them titties, though. <laughs> <laughs> that would be all of the, 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 all comments the comments on Jim. I do like that they had people like thumbs downing the video. Oh, yeah. It's got to make it semi-realistic. Semi-realistic. Um, th- okay. So we talked earlier about like how it's this connection with her father from the past. Yeah. Her her father's like an inventor? I guess so. He's fucking <laughs> Tony Stark, apparently. He's, he's got a basement t- where he's, he's where building he's robots. Building R2-D2s. Yeah. So that's the point in this movie where I went, what? <laughs> where the fucking R2-D2 robot shows up. And you know what? They did They did kind of a Scott Pilgrim thing where they let the character kind of lead you down that path. Uh-huh. She even says, okay, so there is some voiceover, which yeah. is also a red flag for me usually. It's kind of a cop-out a way cop to out. tell stories, and it pops up throughout the film. So, uh-huh. again, uh, uh, not one of its strengths. And if you're used to it, it kind of takes you out of the story because you know this main character is going to be okay. Yeah, that's because true. they're that's narrating true. everything. So it's like, oh, well, obviously they're all right. Mm-hmm. Now some movies will turn that on their ear, where the main character is narrating up to a point, like Deadpool, where Deadpool is oh, basically yeah. narrating up to about halfway through the movie, and then it just and then the real story time continues. takes over. Yeah, yeah. 
which is fun. I think it was really, really creative. Well done in Deadpool. Uh, n- not horrible in this one, but not horrible. Th- but we we didn't get back to it until the very a little end. sloppy. But it it does allow her to to kind of break that fourth wall and say, okay, now here's where things get weird. Uh-huh. Right before BB Seven, as I like to call him, <laughs> springs it's to a life. Her. It's a she. Oh, that's right. We find that out. It's yeah. female. Uh huh. I-, I guess that makes sense because it has slots that you put things. Oh in, my right? god! <laughs> ah, sex robot. Sex Gem. robot. Rated R. Sex robot. Gem in the sex, robot. sex robot. Sex <laughs> robot. Sex robot. Do you ever see that whitest kids oh, yes. you know bit? Oh, yeah, yes. Okay. Um, all right. So it's this the scavenger hunt that her father kind of sends her on using BB Seven uh, yeah. synergy, mm-hmm. um, and that's where I kind of run into some problems. Where I was like, um, okay, one, and we talked about this while we were watching the end of the movie. Uh, that like, what if after her father died, mm-hmm. like she decided she wanted to become an accountant <laughs> instead of a musician? Like she would have never gone to these places. No. <laughs> Nor would have never had any interest. Yeah, and, but she wouldn't have. She would have been spared the message, the final farewell that Hologram Father sends to her. Hologram Father. That's, what he That's the name of my new band. <laughs> hologram Father. Jim and the Hologram Father. <laughs> Jim. Yes. Um, but he does. He shows up, and then he just kind of lays out a bunch of platitudes about you got to find yourself. And I, I knew th- you'd grow up to be strong. I thought that part was really sweet. I, you yeah, and Jeff were talking over it, and I kind of found myself like. Guys, quiet. It, 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 okay, it's, da- her, she's seeing her dad. Yes, the things that he's like, saying. Fuck that. <laughs> the things he's saying. <laughs> it, it is sweet, except when you stop to realize a couple of things. One that, <laughs> that uh, he's basically the old man from he, Sucker Punch. He, oh, yes. <laughs> well, and he, if you don't stand up for something, you'll, you'll fall, fall for, for anything. anything. Yep. Don't write any checks that you're. Ass can't cash. That's right. Yabba dabba doo, dabba 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 dee. But he, uh, so he saved this farewell message until she she had to jump through all these hoops to actually see it. Uh-huh. And like what you said in your premise, where she's an accountant, Jim the accountant, <laughs> yes. uh, never sees this message and never gets the farewell message. So that's kind of shitty uh-huh. of him to do. Uh, also, um, she has a sister. Jim has a <laughs> yes. sister. And that's what I was I wanted to bring up. Like this whole thing Kimber. is about Jim and his her relationship to her dad and her dad's like, "Hi Jerrica. Yeah. I made this robot for you yeah. because you'll be you were and my like, special little girl." F- fucking nothing for Kimber, his yeah, youngest like, daughter. Like she, how about like she hi, gets a hairbrush. Hi Jerrica and Kimber. Yeah. I miss you too. Like Kimber's this isn't, like, "Where's my robot?" This isn't something that she shared with her sister. Like no. it should have been not Rio. <laughs> And Jem, it should have been Kimber and Jem that got to see yeah. this message. Way to fa- play a favorite pops <laughs> from now Beyond the Grave. That's a secret that Jem has to like hold on to forever. There's oh, no way yes. she can let her sister Otherwise, see that Kimber's message. Kimber's going to have an eating disorder and end up on a stripper pole. <laughs> <laughs> and, and stage six, Kimber, stage six. Is that Kimber's the one that fucking initially comes back to Jem and is like, I know you're good. I She's love you. She's the one who da, da, da. posted the video on YouTube yes. and catapulted her career. And how is she thanked? Kimber is by getting no message from nope. Dad. Maybe there we find out if there was a sequel that there'd be another like synergy. Mm. Synergy 2. Oh. And they go on it. But the misfits are trying to stop them. Oh. You were excited. I was super excited. There's this after credit, well, mid credit sequence. Yeah, it's like Marvel. Where, um, where Juliette Lewis, who plays this Erica whatever character, mm-hmm. uh, who runs Starlight Records, she's Erica the, Raymond. She's the antagonist of this movie, and uh, and she goes to like find this rival band. And while the credits are going on, Joel's like, "Well, wait, there's another scene." I'm like, "What? What does she do? Find the misfits?" And like you're like, "Wait, yeah." <laughs> I was like, "Whoa, wait, what?" <laughs> and the scene starts, and she's talking to these punk like chick band members, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Holy fuck, it's the fucking Misfits! This is fantastic!" Yeah, setting up for the sequel. And you seemed like astounded that I knew who they were. I I didn't know who they were. I knew that there was a rival band. I I knew that they they uh, they fought them in the TV show or, yeah. or whatever with music. Yes, um, they had rock offs. And of course, if you're gonna rock off, Shimmer enough. And of course, if you're going to, we challenge you <laughs> to a rock off. What is that from? Give us one chance to rock your socks off. Oh, that's a uh, uh, Tenacious, Tenacious D, D in the it. Pick of Destiny. Got it. I still haven't seen that. By Dave the way. Grohl, man, have you not seen Tenacious D in the Pick of Destiny? No, I have not. Fuck me. Okay, <laughs> those are two separate thoughts. They seem like to me. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm totally stealing your move. Stealing my bit. <laughs> <laughs> Stoling. Stoling? Stoli. I like Stoli, too. Uh, and Shmirnoff. Uh, please go But ahead. enough about vodkas. Um, what was I talking about? 
Uh, you were talking about how there's a rival band that they fight. There's a rival band, but I didn't know who they were, and uh, apparently that was that was Kesha playing, uh, what's her name, Pizzazz? Yeah, who Jeff pointed out like immediately before she was even fully on screen. I was surprised. He was like, Kesha! How can you tell? <laughs> He's like, because I've seen this movie before. <laughs> fap, 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 fap. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, uh, but yeah, so setting up for the sequel that will probably never happen. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, not movie, with how this movie performed. It's it seems to be doing well though in the in the home video market. Yeah, you th- I I hope so. I hope it kind of finds its audience. It had a five million dollar budget, which is pretty low. That's pretty modest for, for yeah, a bunch of unknowns in this film. Yeah. Um, but what, it only made two point three million. What did you in think the about two weeks? What did you think about Molly Ringwald in this movie? Uh, yeah, not it was. It was first of all, it didn't really look or sound like her. No. Um, she doesn't have that the red hair anymore and the freckles, and I'm 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 all for recasting. Well, she has a band, right? Molly Ringwald does. Yeah, doesn't she have like a, a band or a musical act? Like she was in town when they did the uh, draft house did the sixteen oh, really? candles thing, oh. and Molly Ringwald's band like had a performance at the Eisman. Is it like the 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 brunch club or something? Yes, it's the, the name th- of the band, <laughs> the Brunch Coalition. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But but That's I figured if she sings, if she's got a band, like why is she not? Why are we not using that in this movie? Like she doesn't have to be a star or anything, but maybe have a little bit more of a an active role of showing her raising the kids and like saying well, they had that one scene where she's like, "Guys, stop our Kimber, give me a C note." Right. She gets in the. She uses the power of music. The power of music to quell their. And you know, you and I, we love the power of music. Mm-hmm. We, we're always spouting the power of music in here. The power. It's the, the power of love. The power of love. Thank you. Bow, bow. I am the man. Who, Who will, will fight, fight for your honor? Is that Peter Cetera? Yes, it was. Oof. Oof. <laughs> hit or miss. Uh, that one was kind of a hit. No, it was I, kind I of like it. From the Karate no, Kid? Too? Uh, yes, the, the Karate Kid dose. Mm-hmm. Twice as better. No, <laughs> no, it wasn't. Not with that but they fought a guy named Chosen. But yeah, I didn't think... Uh, oh, that's right, they did. I didn't think... Uh, Live or die, Ringwald, man. First of all, why is Molly Ringwald... She's their aunt. She's their aunt. So we've, we've, we understand... The father's sister. He's... Yeah, well, yes, I, I understand. How well, I'm just saying, it could have been works. like the mom's sister or good something. Good call, good call. Um, thank you. I didn't write it. So but. the father has passed away. We find uh-huh. out. We don't know of what, but presumably some sort of cancer, because he talks about, I, I, I knew my time with he, you was short. I needed to hurry up and mm-hmm. finish. Yeah. Where is the mother? Where is Jem's mother? Uh, maybe that's a question they would answer in the sequel. Oh, yeah. Pizz- Ooh, what if Pizzazz, what if Pizzazz is, her is the mom? What? Oh. Dude. I thought for a second there. All these questions left unanswered. I thought for a second there uh, they were going to say that Rio uh, is the, the guy. Dances on the sand. <laughs> His name is Rio, and he dances on the sand. So he is uh, the son of the fem- the, of the nemesis Lewis. of uh, Erica Raymond. Who his father passed away. That's right. Yeah. And for a second there, I thought they were going to end up being, I thought they were going to pull a Luke and a Leia. Yeah. Where Jem and Rio were oh my uh, God. brother and sister. That would have been crazy. Yeah, when they already had this awkward sexual tension between the two of them. <laughs> so, yeah, there's this whole bit where he's working as an intern. He's introduced as the college intern. Yeah. Uh, and so he's supposed to learn about the business until Juliet Lewis feels like he's ready to take over. Yeah. And then like they just kind of <laughs> they introduce this weird like convenience clause. Oh, there's a safe. at the end where it's like, well, actually the will says that I can take over once I feel like I'm ready. I can take that I can yeah, take over. I don't think that's going to That's not how legal documents <laughs> work. Not going to hold up to legal scrutiny. No. I'm pretty sure a judge would throw that out, uh, especially if he's a I don't know. Do we know how old he is? None of these people are minors. No, no, no. They are not Chilean minors. <laughs> I to say that every time, every damn every night, every damn night <laughs> on the telephone. Uh, um, <laughs> we're at the clicking our tongues point of this yeah, podcast. Yeah. Well, we were talking about the YouTube clips earlier, and I don't know that we ever fully addressed that scene when they're they're emailing back and forth uh-huh. and what they were doing. They were intercutting with this YouTube clip of these two drummers behind their own drum sets, kind of having a duel. And that kind of underscored uh, the tension between that. They, they, they do that a couple of times. They do it. Um, there's a scene where they're they're stealing the keys, Rio's keys, to to take his car and go out joyriding to the Santa Monica Pier. Yeah, and it's all kind of interspliced with uh, just another YouTube clip of some dude with a pencil drumming That's on right. a table. Yeah, um, and really nicely done. They do it throughout, and then the final kind of climax where Rio is having this conversation with uh, Juliet Lewis. That's right. About they're standing up and it. It's kind of nicely done. It is. It is nicely done. Uh, and I, I just feel like as a complete package for this movie, uh, 
uh, it, it's, it's fairly satisfying. Uh, you know, I wasn't disappointed that we had watched it. Uh, I wish that I would have had time to finish it <laughs> while I was at work. Yeah. Well, uh, they should have had an editor because this movie is like two hours long. It is. Yeah. I think it's it's just a minute reason, or two short of two hours. Another reason why maybe it didn't do so well um, because of its length. And it's PG rated and it's kind of aimed at the, the tweeners. Well, I feel like. It's a long time for them to sit. I feel like we could have we could have cut out a lot of time. It's a lot of shit. Because there's a lot of exposition, a lot of shit. Uh, and also maybe cut some of your music sequences. Yeah. By about 25%. But cut, see. Cut the songs down. Each song, you could still have all the songs in it, but cut them down about 25%. Yeah, you don't need, need the to. full song. Yeah, but see, I feel like the studios got involved. We're like, well, they gotta, they gotta, we got to put that, that earworm in their heads so that they'll want to run out and buy the soundtrack. And unfortunately, I mean, while the songs aren't horrible, they're, okay. they're not catchy. You You're know, not going to catch yourself singing them as you leave the theater. Th- there's, a, there's a couple that are very uh, innocuous, just kind of girl pop songs talking about female empowerment. But then I was disturbed by kind of the trend um you know we're both talking about this film and that we ultimately kind of are giving the thumb sideways slash up slash up yeah um but there's a lot of stuff in this film that um uh encompasses what people hate about millennials Uh about how they're kind of the me generation it's all about me being satisfied in fact there's a couple of songs in here there's one that's just called me 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 Uh that they play when they're getting their makeover and playing dress up uh, and then there's one that uh, Haley Stanfield actually, you know, she's kind of turned into a little a little pop star now. You know Haley Stanfield, the, the girl from the True Grit remake. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And what was she in Ender's Game and a, a couple yeah. other films now? Oh, uh, Pitch Perfect two. So she sings I still now. Seen she's that. like a pop star. Mm, pass. Oh, okay. Uh, there's some funny moments in it, but uh, the, that first one is first one's fantastic. Perfect. Are, are Anna Kendrick and Justin Timberlake together? What? Yeah. Don't don't break my heart, think, Joe. Uh, Take it back. I think Justin Take Timberlake and Anna Kendrick are a thing. Really? Yeah, I could see that. She's in his new video, and they've been like together. Like if you go to Instagram, oh. you go on Twitter and Instagram. I like, like they're all over the place together. Right I now. like that a lot. I don't. I oh well yeah. He because... needs to stay away. <laughs> get away from my Anna. You get away. But you from know what, Kendrick? I that's you know what? It's kind of the Matt Damon effect. You ever seen Matt Damon's wife? No. She's not like uh, Ben a, Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> she's it's actually a, uh, Sarah Silverman. No, I'm just because <laughs> she's fucking she's Matt fucking Damon. Matt Damon. Um, thank you. That's a callback from ten years ago. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, no, she uh, she she's not what you would think a a movie star of of his ilk. Uh, his wife would look like she's uh-huh. she's uh, she's like a lawyer. She's real, she, she's pretty. Yeah, but she's. I, I remember when I first saw her, I was like. Good for you, Matt. Good for you. That's kind of when you know it's true love when he's not just hiring some some trophy wife. Uh-huh. Um, uh, that you know they really have a spark. They're cute together, and I kind of feel that way about JT. If in fact Anna Kendrick and he are are a match, what? Uh, he, what he came from Wait. Britney Spears, from Britney Spears to Anna Kendrick. That's a step up. It's a, a, several steps up. But yeah. I'm just saying he's he's obviously looking more for or for more than just a, a pretty face. Okay. Well, I do love you're her. You're still upset. I I, I'm still upset. There's no way you're going to make <laughs> me feel This is probably about all unsubstantiated, and we've worked ourselves into a fervor for nothing. Uh-huh. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> well, let's talk about another uh, uh, female uh, in this movie. We haven't really talked about the cast much, aside no, not from really. Juliette Lewis, who I think is great well, as the I, Oh, villain. God, I think Juliette Lewis is so she good She needs to in play this, this role more. She's really good. Like, she's tapping something that is just incredible. Mm-hmm. Um I feel like the rest of the cast is fairly. Uh, They're all kids that we don't know. Yeah, and and it's a little bit of that Disney. You know, we need we need this thing to be like multiracial. Yep, you got the Asian, you got the black chick, you get, but not too black, right? Mm-hmm. And then you got the sister who's cute but not too cute. Yeah, you know what I mean. She, she kind of has red hair, so they're meeting all the the after school special requirements. Yes. Uh, but you did have some good side characters in this movie, you know, <laughs> other than, uh, I mean, even the guy who played Rio was okay. Rio's not bad. He's, but you had, a pretty boy. You have, uh, Juliette Lewis. Uh-huh. Then you've got the guy who played Nick Casablancas in Veronica Mars at the end. He mm-hmm. plays one of the security guards. Fucking good. Like that's, that's He's what I'm hilarious. talking about. Like you've got some really good character moments, some good writing in there. I even like Zipper. Zipper's so good. Who is uh, kind of the, the henchman for Juliette Lewis, but uh, he kind of switches sides at the end. And uh-huh. He's only he has three or four scenes, but he made me laugh in each of them. There's the valet. The valet who was trying really to get his, his CD. Valet of the Dead. <laughs> yeah, that was the name of the <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought that was clever. Yeah. But then I 
I was really impressed with the casting of Jem herself. Yes. Uh, a new actress uh, by the name Aubrey of... Aubrey Peoples. Aubrey Peoples, like we mentioned earlier, did her own singing. Um, she kind of has a Kristen Stewart, if she fucked Zoe Deschanel yeah. vibe, and they kind of yeah. merged. Yes, because that's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like th- those two together, because she's kind of sweet and quirky and kind of sar- dry, sardonic uh-huh. humor, um, but then uh, kind of has the... Uh, I don't know the attitude of Kristen Stewart. Sure, without being too obnoxious. She doesn't have, but the, the thing is, she doesn't have like that blank look. Like no. there's nothing going on underneath the surface. This is like not Kristen Stewart does. or Julianne Huff. Oh God, yeah. Julianne Huff is just like I'm. I'm a pretty face. I'm pretty, and I dance. dance. Huh? This girl kind of feels like she has some substance. Yeah, I'm, I was really impressed. Yeah, she and she's, a, you know, we've talked about how she does. She's doing her own singing in this movie, and she's really talented. Yeah. Uh, what are the chances you can find somebody to to be a good actor and a good singer? I know, right? Play guitar. I mean, this isn't while it while it gently weeps, um, <laughs> but but no, I mean, this isn't the age of Gene Kelly, you know, where you have to be a right. triple threat, and it's nice to have somebody like that. Her scenes were, you know, like the scene where she's in, interacting with the hologram of her dad, mm-hmm. like that's that's Kinda really touching. touching. Yeah. Her her performance is very genuine, very nice, and just throughout the movie, she's she's able to be sweet without being sickening. You know, like okay, all right, I'm, I'm okay. Like that that scene where they're underneath the pier and they're singing. Yeah, like that has so much potential to be like eye roll. It was a little cringe inducing. I could see you sitting there with your tweener daughter and just kind of being like, all right, yeah, all this right, is, this is no pitch perfect. It's okay. I do like that they punctuated it with a homeless woman under the pier who's like, <laughs> shut up, I'm yeah. trying to sleep. Uh-huh. And I was like, that's exactly what I was thinking. Like, and somebody see, should be yelling. Like Scott Pilgrim did, and they did it at the end too when uh, when they're all at the house and everybody shows up to console her to get Jem to come back to the band. Yeah, for the band, for the band, for the band. Uh, and uh, they they do their harmonizing once again, and then Rio is just like. Well, that was weird. <laughs> just <laughs> yes. to kind of yeah, let to drive it home a little bit. Mm-hmm. That like, okay, yeah, we it's understand not, that this it's is... not normal yeah. to just start like breaking out into song mm-hmm. in public. Uh, so I like that. I like how it was self aware. Exactly. Um, all right. So I wanted to go back to how this movie looks. It looks really good. Yeah. This movie's shot quite beautifully. Mm-hmm. Like uh, just just the, the the general movie itself, not just the musical performances, which look fine. I mean, there's there's this one bit where they're they're uh, performing in the open air uh, uh, yeah. arena or whatever it's called, the open air venue, and like all the power goes out yeah. or something, and they're like telling everyone like, guys, turn on the flashlights on your phone. Right now, stamp, stomp your feet, stomp your feet, and clap, and they're able to perform. And I'm like, no, no. First of all, if nobody you, can hear you no scream. One, no one. It's just like space. Yep. No. No one. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> but seriously, like no, no one will hear you within twenty feet. Like your voice is gone. That's why they amp you up. Mm-hmm. That's why they have microphones. Because you that that voice in an open stu- in an open venue like that, mm-hmm. you you speak and it's going up and out. Uh, there there are no acoustics in a cardboard box like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. so that's I had kind of a problem watching that going, nope, you're not getting a performance doesn't, out of this. doesn't happen. I like what Jeff pointed out, and it was something that I was thinking about too, and this was like at the very end, but it's kind of how it was throughout the entire movie. Every one of their concerts was like one song. It was just one song. Yeah. Like at the end, they come out and they perform one song, and then she goes and runs to Rio and gives him a hug and a kiss. And I was like, mm, yeah, it's just, just one tune. Uh, speaking of which, uh, while I enjoyed these characters, and we talked about this a little bit on the Can't Hardly Wait episode, and I think I even mentioned on the shorter version, um, <laughs> no no main character in this movie passes the Bechtel test. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing that kind of sets them apart as like a strong individual well, female and, character. And that's that's one of my main problems with this because, like I said, you know, we're talking about this being kind of a millennial type of film when the song is all saying me, me, me. There's the Haley Stanfield song that I think it's called uh, I, I I love myself. Yes. The lyrics are, I love me, I love myself, I don't need anybody else. Okay, uh, there's kind of a positive message in there, but then the you're, story you're we're getting- You're not backing it up with your actions. <coughs> the story we're getting is, you know, they're they're playing dress up, they're getting makeup on, they want YouTube hits, they're, they're, they want to be superstars. It's all about, like, they're, they're couching it as, oh, just be yourself and finding yourself, but it's kind of- playing into the you know fame yeah. is what we should all be reaching for oh and i fucking roll my eyes every time a movie's like treats la or new york like it's mecca and that's yes. where everybody that's where every human should leave if they want to live a full life yeah hey guys guess what not everybody wants to live in fucking la or new york no. and stop pretending like we all do so there's the line there well oh, you finally get to go you back finally to get LA. to go back to la uh, 
So uh, that's, a, right. that's a toilet of Settle a city. Down, that is a toilet. Yes. No, it doesn't even make top 50. Uh-uh. Um, so so there's the kind of it wants to have it both ways, a little right? Bit, yeah, exactly. A little bit of a confused message going on, um, but still, I, I think that the the characters' actions are 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 okay. It's just that you know y- you see that there's and you said it earlier and that you were joking. You said daddy issues, mm-hmm. but that's kind of going on here. Yeah, you know, Jem, father. She's Jem, looking for a male figure. Exactly. She's looking for a male figure, and she kind of latches on to Rio. Right from the right, right off the bat, she's well, kind of latching him. onto him. He's, he's fucking a, dreamy. He's, he's a cute guy, he's Adonis. Man, I would too. And then you know you've got that scene where she comes walking in and he's just wash, wearing a towel. Oh, pardon me, I'll go throw some clothes I'll on. I'll go put some clothes on and put on my jeans. Camera lingers as he's pulling that V-neck T-shirt That's over his right. uh, his rippling biceps. God, I gotta go beat him. His right rock now. hard abs. Mm. I'm sorry. What was I saying? <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. So. The bit with synergy. Mm. Did we need that? Did we need that? BB Seven. Yeah, that we're calling him or Earth to Echo. Like, or... does, does the movie benefit from having the father hologram, or is that something we could have achieved better through stronger writing and character development? I mean, I don't know how. Uh, there's certainly another way she could have gotten a message. She didn't need to be sent on this convoluted scavenger hunt. Um, and and yeah, the fact that we have a a, a robot on wheels. Like not since Rocky Four has a robot <laughs> been, been introduced so into a plot in the more perplexing way in a film that was like this has nothing to do with when, when we've stripped all of the magic hologram earring bullshit out of the cartoon. Uh-huh. This this vestige is still stuck around, and it's like uh, I guess you're throwing a bone to the audience. But, right. Um, I I don't think that it was necessary. I think place. that you you still had. At its core, you had a movie that would have been pretty decent about a girl who uh, who achieves overnight fame yep. and what that does and how she's trying to keep everything together. I don't think we needed the uh, the cliche, uh-oh, they're going to foreclose on the house. Yeah. Like, that was, well, that was so predictable. You had to and, give her motivation for why she would sign the contract, yeah. and that's what sets the conflict between her and the, the holograms. And then there's that, yeah, it goes from, hey, we're all good, we just performed a, a song, and then it's like, oh, I've, I've signed as a solo act. I've signed as a solo act. And then uh, Aja, the Asian chick or whatever, they, they all get mad, and she says, she says, I can't do this anymore. Right, I can't do this anymore. You've do been doing what? You've been doing it for like a week. You did one show. It's been a week. What is this that what, you can't do anymore? What I like about that scene also, though, Joel, yeah. specifically that line, is the fact that she has just been told that, in essence, she's been fired. Right. So, so, so you're right. You can't do this yeah, anymore. You can't We're, because we fired you. You're, <laughs> you're, you're not, not in the band anymore. Not being asked. Please to do leave it your anymore. earrings at the door, and uh, <laughs> we're going to put them in the safe. For some reason, we're taking these earrings and putting them in a safe. Yeah. Okay. It seems like it would get tossed out with the rest of the wardrobe. So that's kind of another problem that I have with this movie. Yeah. And because of the abbreviated time frame that we're given to work with, that she sets it up at the very beginning. You know, a month ago, no one knew who I was. They, like, fly to Starlight Records, and there's this huge montage of them, like, learning choreography and learning makeup and getting costumes mm-hmm. and getting instruments. And then we find out that's all happened in the one afternoon. Yeah, right. Like, the end of that scene... She, uh, Juliette Lewis is like, okay, Rio's going to take you to your hotel now, where you'll be staying. It's like they haven't even slept. What? They haven't even gone to a. They haven't slept. They haven't been in a bed or anything. <laughs> they got right off the plane, and it was time to do all this shit. Uh, you could have played a little bit more with time and given them. You know, they had a month, so <laughs> what the fuck? You know, give them two days at least to learn their shit. Uh, it was, so it was a little abbreviated, and I don't mind that. I don't mind if you do things in a montage sequence, but give it a reasonable amount of time. At that point. I agree. Uh, there are some things that you just didn't need to set up. You, they could have gone straight to a hotel and we didn't have to explain that it was the Starlight Mansion. That's right. It could have just been. It could Kind of like them living with her aunt. We didn't need all the backstory. It could have just started with her living with her aunt. And if you wanted to do, you know, background narration or whatever, you could have still done it, but you could probably cut a good 10 minutes off the beginning. Yeah. Well, throwing a bone to the backstory. They're trying to explain why they're all living together. Yeah. And, that, and that's fine. It's like different strokes. No. In, in, to move the world. What was the name of that show? It was different strokes. With Tootie? No, that was the Facts of Life. Facts of Life. Yeah. B- b- two very generic names for TV shows. But they both had Miss Garrett. Was it the same Mrs. Garrett? It was the same Mrs. Garrett. What, was one a spinoff? Yeah. 
Facts of Life was a spinoff spin from Different Strokes. That's why I'm confused. Yeah, that's Remember why they, the good I old guess days that's why they call it you, the blues. You couldn't get a TV show on the air unless there was a character from an already known TV show. That that's you could, right. The Jeffersons. The Jeffersons and All in the Family. You had mm-hmm. uh, Three's a Crowd. Yes. Oh. That was the spinoff of Three's Company. That was a pile of shit. Yeah, it was. Um, no, yeah, there are so many, so many spinoffs. Um, I've gone through what I have for this movie. I have as well. Okay. What do you think Gem and the Holograms did right? Uh, I... I I I think it all hinges on the casting of the female lead. If you don't you don't have that right person, uh, the whole thing falls apart. You don't care about her. Mm-hmm. Oh, she was really good. I'd like to see yeah. her in more stuff. She, I, I kind of have like a little girl crush on. Uh, you are a little girl. Gem. I know. Yeah, I I agree with you. I thought that she, she did really good me. anchoring this movie. Yeah, She's, her delivery is is right. She for this being like her first big film. She sure handled it with much aplomb. Yeah, and it's a shame that it didn't do better because uh, that performance does deserve well, to be you know seen in this in this time of uh, Arrested Development coming back to life five years later and Netflix reviving fucking Full House. Yeah, which does not all the money and resources that have been put towards that should be put towards a gem sequel. <laughs> Let it be That's said. Right. Let oh, it be said the right here. record shows <laughs> Joel Burns wants a gem sequel. No Fuller House. Give us a gem sequel. <laughs> uh, I I agree with you on on the casting of Aubrey Peoples as Gem, uh, but I also think that this movie just looked fucking fantastic. I thought the oh, the, good the, cinematography. the 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 cinematography John was through Chu. the roof. I thought that the the production design was really fun, really good. Yeah. Uh, it was very entertaining. What what did Gem and the Holograms do bad? Uh, <laughs> what did it do bad? Um, yeah, I think it, it kind of comes down to that to that message. What are you, what are you really trying to say? I, I I like at the core what they're trying to say. You know, just be yourself through the planet core. You, you don't need to. Uh, oh, oh. oh, wait, that's Jabba. We send you on the way. You so are going to speed you away. There it is. There it is. Now go <laughs> uh, again. What part? Of, what percentage of my brain is filled with uh, prequel lines? Uh-huh. Episode one uh, tidbits and quotes. <laughs> Uh, but what I didn't like was, um, yeah, the, the, the underlying message is uh, you don't need you don't need to pretend you need to just be yourself, and that's all that's important. Yeah, um, th- them you know, stripping away all the makeup and whatever, that's what it should be about. But it kind of it still plays into that stereotype. That, that, all, that, that yeah. all girls want to play dress up. Yeah, all girls want to play dress up, and, and they want to be. Do you think on that's stage. a uh, a problem that's indicative to having a male director? Hmm. You know, and I no, think I think a actually, dude wrote no, it. I, don't think, I so. think it was written by dudes too. Uh, no, I don't no. think so because well. I, I mean, <laughs> I think this is interesting. I think, I think deep down, some of these stereotypes are true, and it, it's oh, it's okay. Here, here's what I'm saying. No, 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 no. It's okay. <laughs> Jeff and I are both like it's okay. Stepping uh, away. I know. From I the can mic. tell you do because, uh, but I'll say the same thing about boys. It's okay if if boys want to play with sticks and guns, and girls want to play with dolls and whatever. Like, don't don't fight it. Like, it we. We're not saying they all have to. They can, mm-hmm. but give them the, the choice to choose. Sure. So I think every girl that I know, every sister I know, I had a Barbie. Every sister, every, every sister I've ever known <laughs> what, uh, played with Barbies and strawberry shortcake and, and wanted to do hair and makeup. That's fine. Uh-huh. But either... Either shit it. or get off the pot I'm just, with the message. Thank I'm you. not telling you to shit or get off the pot. <laughs> That's what it feels like. Shit or get off the pot with the message. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You can't have it both ways. Agreed. There you go. Uh, I think what this movie did wrong was paying too much attention to the details that didn't matter. Yeah. Uh, like, th- there's so much exposition and shit that we really don't need, uh, and not paying enough attention on developing the characters, like the conflict. Uh, when the band splits up, like everything just kind of happens because of convenience right. at that point. We need conflict. Like, okay, why are we so hell bent on making Gemma solo act and taking her band away? Yeah, they seem to be doing fine. They're, they're, doing they're fi- selling out crowds. They did one show. <laughs> they, exactly. They've only done one show at this point. Yeah. There's still a second show. You're firing the band before they even get to show number two. Also, Julia Lewis flat out says nobody even knows who Gem is. Gem is just a, a name. Yeah. A sta- we, so, you can, we can, re- you're a so diamond dozen. And we can replace everybody. you. Why is she so yeah, uh, yeah. wanting to, to sign her? Like they own the name. Yeah. So just take it. Yeah. Later. See you later. Uh so that's kind of my problem. And also just, it was just very jarring for me to have like a fucking droid show up like <laughs> yeah. a quarter of the way into this movie. Oh, I'm like, God. oh, okay, this is a very grounded, realistic movie about a girl who finds internet fame and then her supernatural android <laughs> <laughs> shows up. That sings to her. That's so weird. Only, only spe- it's like jazz from the Transformers. It only speaks through uh, audio. No, that was Bumblebee in the Transformers oh, it was movie. was Bumblebee. Yeah. 
Um, Whatever. It was ripped off from those so Shaka-Cons. If we were... Shaka-Cons. <laughs> <laughs> Shaka-Con. Uh, if we were Jewish. going to remake uh, Gem and the Holograms, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, how would we do that today? I did... It looks like I did seven. I did the four main girl. I did Gem and the Holograms, and then I also did uh, the aunt and uh, the Juliet Lewis character and uh, Rio. His name was Rio. I did eight. His name was Robert Paulson. I have eight people. Uh, oh, so you've got one more than me. Who did you do? Did you do Zipper? I did Jerrica's dad. <gasps> oh, I didn't think about that. Well, why don't you start then? Okay. Uh, then starting off with... Okay, wait, I'm going to give you my initial recasting. Just right. right down the line. Okay. And then we'll do an act- the actual recasting. Um, wait, what? So, okay, let me just go through. Because Jeez. this movie, the way it worked... Reminded me of another Uh-oh. animated 80s franchise oh. that wasn't G.I. Joe, that wasn't Transformers. Hmm. So, in the role of Jerrica, I have a character named Raphael. Oh. <laughs> Kimber, played by Leonardo. Shayna is Donatello. Aja is Michelangelo. What? Erica, obviously, being the Shredder. Okay. Rio, April O'Neil. And Molly Ringwald would be the Splinter character. Yes. Yes, this whole movie. Is basically, I mean, you change the conflict out, like the singing conflict out with some kind of martial arts thing. All right. This is a Ninja Turtles story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, okay, so going with the actual recasting. Okay. Uh, Jerrica's dad, yeah. played by Tom Cavanaugh. I know the name. Oh, yeah, from, uh, he was in the first Star Trek movie, he played for, uh, Pike, yeah, right? No, 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 no. Oh. No, that, that's uh, Bruce Greenwood. Oh, oh, oh well, he's yeah. my recast, by the way. Uh, uh, oh, okay, very good. <laughs> Bruce Greenwood. Is, uh... Tom Cavanaugh is in the Flash TV show. He plays Reverse Flash. Mm, I'm going to need something else. Okay, well, I don't have anything else to give you. Tom Cavanaugh. All right, so from that, Tom Cavanaugh is Jerrica's dad. Uh, I'm going to go with the uh, Molly Ringwald character. Oh, from Ed. From Ed. There you go. There you go. Gotcha. The Molly Ringwald character, I can't remember her name, Aunt such and such. Aunt. She's kind of an 80s icon. Aunt Bailey. That's right. Mm. She's an 80s icon, so I went with another 80s icon in Elizabeth Shue. Oh, interesting. Nice. Mm-hmm. I like that. Did you recast her? I did. Okay. Oh, we're going to go ping pong? Well, we did with Jerrica's dad. Oh, well, only because I thought of him at the last minute. Uh, okay. Um, so you're doing the Molly Ringwald, Aunt sure. Bailey? Yeah. Uh, I also did a 80s film icon, uh, but I went with Ali Sheedy. I almost did Ali Did you really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but then Dodged I came to bullet. my senses because she's not <laughs> not attractive at all anymore. <laughs> I know. I, I, yeah, I know. Well, what, the case could be made at Molly Ringwald's. Mm. Uh, yeah, to, yeah, you're absolutely right. Time to hang that up. Okay, so next I recast Rio. Oh, okay. The love interest for Jerrica. Mm-hmm. Uh, played by, I talked about the Flash TV show, played by the Flash, Grant Gustin. Nice. I went with uh, Nicholas Holt. Oh, that's from, good. From uh, X-Men and Mad Max. That's good. I love that. What guy. a lovely day. He's so, what a lovely, lovely day. Uh, all right, so the Erica character. Erica Raymond. The head of Starlight Records. Played by Juliet Lewis in the movie. Played by Parky Parker Posey. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's perfect. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Yeah, she's born for that type of role. Parker Posey would be uh, fantastic in this. That's much better than mine, although I, I also went with like an 80s, you know, so we did 80s movie uh-huh. recast to an Ali Sheedy. So I went 80s TV star since uh, Juliet Lewis was a, a TV uh, star as well. How about Christina Applegate? Oh, that's good. Role? Oh, yeah. About Christina that right Applegate age. would be good, she too. Play that. Yes. Oh, I love yours though. All right, so I'm gonna kind of just rapid fire go through the uh, yeah. the two stepsisters. Okay. Uh, Aja, played by Stella Hudgens. Okay. Uh, and then what the, would we know her from? She's Jennifer Hudgens or whatever her name Vanessa is. Hudgens? Vanessa Hudgens' little sister. Okay. That's basically all. Got that. Uh, Donatello, <laughs> Shayna, played by Ariel Winter. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay, who do you have for those two? Uh, so for them, I went with, uh, so for Aja, she's the Asian. I went with, uh, her name is Hannah Mae Lee. She actually uh, is the Asian girl in uh, Pitch Perfect, oh, the nice. singer, who has a cameo at the end of this movie as one of the misfits. That's right. So there you go. Oh uh, and then for Shayna, I went with, uh, this, so this movie came out, I think, last year, maybe 2014. It was called, last year. Called, you don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> go ahead. But it probably was. Uh, Dear White People. Uh, yeah, that was last year. And uh, her name is Tessa Thompson. She was also in Creed. You'll know her God, in I love Creed. That movie. Have you seen it? I have not yet. Yeah, but it's I, so good. I do have it, so I might so check it good. out. But Tessa Thompson, I was impressed with her in that. She's young enough, I think, to still play that role. She was playing a college student in mm-hmm. Dear White People, so not too far of a stretch. Okay. So there's my two. The uh, Kimber character, yeah. uh, the, the little sister, sister of Jerrica, the one that uh, Jerrica's father doesn't care about, uh, played by Willow Shields. Who played the little sister in the Hunger Games movies? Oh yeah, she's oh nicely done. Yeah, nice. just playing that little sister role. That's huh? right, little sister, don't you? <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, and so for, oh, I thought maybe you were gonna do like J Law. Uh, 
No, 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 no. no. Okay. Who do you have for Kimber? Uh, for Kimber, I went with a, an actress, you know, man, I know her by name. Uh, her name is Imogen Poots. Yeah, you I know, know Imogen Poots. From Need for Speed. Uh-huh. She was in 28, 28 Weeks Later and That Awkward Moment. And uh, finally, wrapping up uh, the uh, yeah. the casting, Jerrica Jem, played by Chloe Moretz. Yeah, I almost went that route, too. Uh, but I actually went with a Britt Robertson from Tomorrowland. Very cool. Who I, I liked the, her a lot in that movie. the only more. one that liked that movie. <laughs> no, Jenna liked it too. Uh, um, and all this directed by Harmony Corinne. Ah, nice. Harmony from, Corinne's uh, Gem in the Holograms. Spring Break. Spring Break forever. I went with, uh, speaking of Pitch Perfect, I went with Elizabeth Banks. That's Very good. She's directing now, knows comedy, knows a little something about girls. Yes, she does. put a female spin on yes, Gem in the Holograms. she does. Hmm. Uh, and now she's doing like commercials for some shit. I can't remember what it is, but I see her in ads all Verizon the time now. Verizon or some car. I'm like, stop it, Elizabeth Insurance, Banks. Maybe. Stop it. Whatever. She can, she can, do you consider that a sellout? I do. Someday you and I will have to have a conversation about. I can't wait to sell out. The definition of selling out. Yeah, Thank you. I and can't wait. Whether it's an actual thing or something that we should be, obviously, obviously it's an actual thing. But <laughs> I was like, it's not a myth. I think. It's I think not like big myths. Bigfoot selling out. I just think a lot of people get. The a, female <laughs> orgasm. <laughs> doesn't exist. A lot of people get accused of selling out and I actually don't think. It's it's a fair yeah. uh, assessment in some some instances. Oh, Conversation cool, for cool another story. day. Yeah. Uh, if you've got any <laughs> thoughts on recasting, or if you are one of the few that have seen Gem and the Holograms, and you've got some thoughts that you'd like to share with us, you can go to Facebook and uh, in the search bar, put in the editing bay, find the woman with the bleeding eyes, and that is where you could do it. We've also got a website, right, Joel? We sure do. It's editingbay.com. Bookmark it. Go there. You'll find links to everything you need to know about the editing bay. We have all of our episodes there linked up there. We have uh, links to our Twitter handle, which is at the editing bay. Please follow getting a lot of followers there also be getting a lot of uh, new facebook likes i've been noticing joe mm-hmm. word is getting out that's keep good. it up that's a good thing so editingbay.com all right if you get us on your uh, apple device go ahead and go to your podcasting app put next wave radio in the search bar that's gonna bring up all of our next wave radio shows go to the editing bay tap on that and give us a five-star rating tap and a review once you're done with that check out the other shows here on the amazing next wave radio network like mvp the most valuable podcast talking about sports sports entertainment maybe some fatherhood with sam no, not Sam. It's the other. Why do both of your fucking shows start with an M? Uh, uh, we got Matthew Fisher. I don't think I've messed that up that badly until now. Matthew and uh, and Danny uh, heading that up. And then we've got my comic life with Jeff and Sam talking about comic booky stuff. And since we're recording this like two weeks out, Jeff, what are you guys going to talk about? Game of Thrones. Okay, <laughs> you guys be talking about Game of Thrones and something Deadpool. Uh, <laughs> He's and wearing a Ghostbusters shirt, perhaps. We'll oh be my God, with sunglasses the on. The new it. Ghostbusters movie. What do you feel about that, Joe? I saw a post somewhere that apparently, like, boom, 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 the most hated. They're not hated, but it has negative likes. No, is that Bustin makes me feel good. There's only so much I can try to talk over this, folks. I ain't afraid no ghosts. <laughs> Do you think it's odd that uh, they l- literally put the lyrics "Bustin' makes me feel good"? <laughs> no, in an eighties film because it's true. Without a hint of mm, "Bustin' makes me feel good." Oh, well, I was I was singing that when I was like twelve years old. <laughs> Bustin'. My nuts. Uh, Thanks for spelling that out for the audience. Wow. Uh, so what do we what do we got going on next week? Well, by the time you're hearing this episode, oh, wait a minute. If you don't have an Apple device, <laughs> you can find us in the iTunes library by using the Podcast Addict and Podcast Republic apps. If you have an Android, Joe, what are we doing next week? Can I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish? Well, Bustin makes you feel good. <laughs> <laughs> so by the time you're hearing this, uh, it's it's Memorial Day is upon us, or it's past Memorial perhaps. May. Uh, and so the next time you'll be talking to us, we'll be in the, the throes of summer and mm. summer blockbusters and, and movies, big, big tentpole movies, as they call them. Uh, and uh, I was it was brought to my attention that this year is the 20th anniversary. Did you go this year? Did this you just year? turn into JFK? Is the 20th anniversary anniversary <laughs> of the big blockbuster? Blockbuster? <laughs> okay. Came out in 1996. Oh, my God. I'm looking at the clock. Uh-huh. It's like after 10. Uh, Can we after please? After midnight. We're going to let it all hang. 20th anniversary of a little film that I'm sure everybody listening and sitting here at this table has seen uh, about tornadoes and what happens when they rip through. The uh, Wizard of Oz. Little towns. That's right. <laughs> no. Uh, we're going to do Twister from 1996. Come on, baby. <laughs> Chubby Checker stars in Twister. Twister. Let's do the twist. <laughs> He's going to be sorely disappointed. <laughs> With some Bill Paxton. Yep. 
Helen Hunt. And, uh, oh, and uh, Philip S- Seymour Phil Hoffman. C- I almost said C. Thomas Howell. C. Thomas Howell. <laughs> Philip also Seymour this, Hoffman. That's right. Carrie Elwes. Yes. Jamie Gertz. Do you remember her? <laughs> yes, uh, I do. From What was she in? Alan, oh, uh, uh, Lost Boys. Yes, there you go. Uh, Alan Ruck, remember him from uh, Spin from City Ferris, and Ferris Bueller's. Ferris Day Bueller's Day Cameron. My old man pushes me around. It's <laughs> my favorite line of oh his. Oh my from Ferris god! Bueller. And uh, an assorted cast. Nice. Yeah. All right. So, can we find that on any uh, streaming? You sure sites? can. All right. I think. Which ones? I'm not sure. Okay, good. Google it, so, folks. So, uh, guys, next week we're going to be talking about Twister. Thanks for joining us for this. Jeff, thank you very much. Yay. Joel, thank you. Thank you. I Hopefully hope. this one takes and we don't have to do another <laughs> short episode. Say <laughs> I, I get home and see Sarah and I'm like, I'm sorry. It's like almost 11 and I just got home. <laughs> we have nothing to show for And it. we've got like two 30-second episodes. <laughs> uh, guys, thank you so much. We'll see you next week for Twister. Thanks, guys. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.